Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dorsey Wright Podcast. I'm Ian Saunders. And I'm Eric McCardle. And it is Wednesday, December 18th, uh, exactly one week out from Christmas. Uh, have you gotten any Christmas shopping done there, Eric? Is yeah, that- yeah. I think I'm all covered. Uh, preparing a nursery and <laughs> stocking up on baby that's stuff. Right. So right. uh, not a whole lot for me, but <laughs> planning for the family. There but you go. How about yeah. yourself? Not not quite there. Uh, not quite there yet. Got a few more things to wrap up this weekend, yeah. but we'll uh, should shouldn't be too bad. Um, now dealing with Christmas as we are and uh, getting into that holiday season, uh, we have a, a part in the report that we want to make sure to highlight to bring to your attention. There, uh, we begin our annual. 12 Days of Christmas uh, series there last week. So we had day four that came out there yesterday. It's 12 different uh, featured articles that are going to be every uh, every market day except for Wednesday, except for today. We still have our regular report on Wednesdays, uh, but Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Fridays featured articles will all center around um, the concept of remodeling your process in 2020. So uh, we have a new redesign to the models page and then some new um, custom models that you now have the availability to build. And so we're highlighting some of the, some of the areas on the platform um, that um, specifically look at giving you more scalability in, in your practice. So definitely a great place to come to. We'll, again, we'll, it um, won't be coming out here today. We'll continue with day five tomorrow. And then at the conclusion of the 12 days of Christmas, we'll have a wrap up with um, all of the days there included as well. So if you're not going to read it day by day, make sure to keep an eye out for that in January. But looking at the market here today, uh, market is bringing us presents as we as we head towards uh, <laughs> as we head, head towards next week. So market making a new all-time high there yesterday. Um, Bowes and Barter Indices continuing higher here today as, as we get things going. Um, and, but when we look at the chart page of the S&P 500, uh, we see a relatively strong chart. We're on two consecutive buy signals on the default chart, again, advancing that new all-time high at 3190. But we're entering pretty heavily overbought territory, at least from an indicator, from an index perspective. Um, this is going to be the most overbought that the S&P 500 has been likely after close today uh, since January of 2018. Mm. So it's at night, it was 97% overbought based upon uh, trading on Tuesday. Um, reading might get close to, if not surpassing 100%, um, seeing how the afternoon lands today. But definitely things um, might be getting a little bit extended. Is, is that right, Eric? It is. And, you know, as you pointed out, Christmas has come early for investors this year. So being on the overbought side of the distribution curve is not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean that we need to reduce exposure in a position. It just means we need to take that evidence into consideration as we stress always, right? Looking at the, the bigger picture, taking all the evidence into consideration before making an investment decision. And this overbought, oversold reading is no different. So when you're referring to this, which can be found in the top right-hand corner of every chart, we're simply looking at where the position is trading relative to its 10-week trading band. Uh, If you look below on the chart, on the right-hand side where you have a scale, you'll have top, middle, and bottom. And the middle corresponds to a 0% overbought, oversold reading, suggesting that we are trading right in the middle of that 10-week trading band. Whereas a 100% overbought level or a negative 100% oversold level indicates extremely overbought on the top side or extremely oversold on the bottom side. And as you mentioned, Ian, the S&P 500 is right at that top level with mm-hmm. today's today's action. So heavily overbought, 
And again, that doesn't mean to necessarily look to reduce exposure, but if you're looking at adding money to something that's heavily overbought, like the S&P 500, perhaps you'd be best to wait for a pullback. Mm -hmm. And the reason we advise that is, you know, when a position has moved very far, very quickly, Oftentimes, you're going to have either you know a bit of a pullback in the near term, or perhaps a pause in some cases, where that reading will then adjust or normalize as it, as it tends to do over time. So again, not the end of the world, but no, it just no. it just requires a little bit of caution when putting new money to work. Exactly, exactly. I mean, as the market continues, you think all time high. I mean, wouldn't it's not surprising to see an overbought stance, and again, it wouldn't be surprising as you said there uh, to maybe see some kind of near term pullback to normalize things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're taking a look at, so the market in and of itself is, is at or near 100% overbought from the S&P 500. Um, but what about maybe some of the individual positions within there? We have on the technical indicators report page, if you change that page to indices instead of the broader market in YSE and NASDAQ that we have there, if you change it to indices, you can look at some of the indicators for the S&P 500. And one of those, um, some of the main ones that we hit on typically, the BPSPX, uh, the PTSPX, but we also also have the WDSPX, which looks at the average weekly distribution for all the stocks in the S&P 500. So instead of looking at, okay, the index in and of itself is 97% overbought, um, what is the average overbought reading of all 500 names within the S&P 500? And when you're looking at that chart, we see that that average reading is actually only 26%. Hmm. Um, so quite a bit lower and actually not even uh, not even near highs for the year. We saw the, that indicator in February of this year get up as high as 52%. Uh, was higher last year. Um, it was actually higher a month or two ago as well. So it, it is, although the market is making these new all-time highs the, and getting into overextended territory, not every name within that index is is reaching those levels as well, um, which tells us that the names that are getting up there are probably going to be those larger areas, right? Those mm-hmm. bigger kind of market leaders, those bell weathers that we've continued to see outperform, especially over the last couple months here. Um, and you can actually get a pretty nice picture of that if you take the holdings from SPY. So you can't, we can't pull the holdings from SPX, but again, we were looking at the overbought reading there for SPY. You can click on that all holdings button and then dump those holdings into a portfolio um, to get a look and feel of, okay, what are the weekly distribution of those names within the portfolio? Um, and, and in doing so, you can also add a column that gives you the market capitalization of every stock. So if you dump all the names into a portfolio, sort by market cap, you see a lot of the names up there with the higher market cap are going to be those names that are going to be more overbought. Mm-hmm. You're looking at big names like Apple, Microsoft, J.P. Morgan, Johnson & Johnson, Bank of America, United Health. These big names that are going to be the leaders for a lot of these individual sectors in the market um, are going to be those areas that are continuing towards overbought and overextended territory. Um, so might be some names maybe underneath the hood uh, that still have some potential for maybe some 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 near-term um, upside I guess there's some a little more room to run than the broader market might indicate mm-hmm. and th- you know that's uh, not really a surprising observation given that large caps have dominated on the year right mm-hmm. and, and even if you look over say the last um, say 90 days and the S&P is up 6.2 percent whereas the S&P mid-cap and S&P small-cap indices are up about 4.7% each, respectively. So, you know, again, continuing that, that year uh, show of strength and also into the near term as well. Mm-hmm. 
And when we look to kind of break that down even further outside of, of the S&P 500 and you know even out, outside of uh, domestic equities in general, we're looking at the asset class group score page, sorting by major groups and sectors, and then sorting the column by OBOS, we notice a similar trend, right? The large cap names are heavily or extremely overbought by and large, mm-hmm. whereas small and mid cap a little bit less so. And you know, breaking that down and looking under the hood from a sector perspective, we notice names like biotechnology and healthcare, which have rallied pretty sharply here mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. in extremely overbought territory. Um, you know, and, and most of those sectors showing some elevated positioning. Uh, however, there are some out there, such as industrials, that are scoring well with a positive score direction that are still actionable from an OBOS standpoint. So I think it's very uh, pertinent in this elevated market environment to you know, be able to kind of assess the lay of the land, determine what is strong, what is continuing to show strength, and then what is actionable, and combining those three before adding new money into the market. Absolutely, absolutely. And when we're looking at the, the broader market, as you said, they're looking at international stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen some of those international areas, especially the growth areas, looking at that asset class group scores page. Global and international growth has moved into what would be considered overbought territory at an average overbought reading of 126%, so above that 125% threshold. Um, but when you take a look maybe at some of those broader regions, especially those areas that we've been featuring here recently, you think Europe, you think Japan, you think China, um, they've shown kind of some consistent growth, some near-term strength, Mm -hmm. but that has not translated into as overbought territory as maybe some of the other areas in the market. Um, None of those groups are going to be above an average overbought reading of 100%. And so again, on that asset class group scores page, it is the 125% cutoff that we typically use to identify those overextended areas. So to see that those um, individual regions that we've um, seen grow, especially over the past couple months, haven't quite uh, crossed above that territory. Um, again, might be a positive sign as we as we look towards the close of this year and heading down towards uh, the red that will be 2020. So. Yeah, great great observations. And I think one final point on this, you know, when we look at these groups, um, obviously this gives us a pretty good assessment of the overall market. But it does always come down to the final decision, which is the unique fund or investment itself. And so it's always important then to, of course, look at the group look at the fund from the ideas column within asset class group scores, um, and then make the decision accordingly. Because you'll have some areas within the sectors, within the regions that may be elevated, similar to what we looked at in the S&P 500, Mm -hmm. whereas others may not be as much. So, um, you know, again, taking everything into consideration when making that decision. Absolutely. And, and, you know, as we look towards 2020, um, thinking about looking at uh, the best ways to kind of wrap everything together and get get a feel for everything, we have have an event coming up, too, that that we um, coming up for those that are um, joining us from up north. Is that right, Eric? It is. Uh, We're going to be up in Boston in March. It's on the 19th. Uh, to do one of our research platform best practice workshops. Uh, so this is something that we we formed in 2019. Uh, we had some success around the country with it and have gotten a lot of great feedback from our subscribers. So we're looking to continue that momentum moving forward into 2020. <laughs> we will be featuring that in the Daily Equity Report, um, as well as doing an email blast for those in the, the Northeast uh, Corridor But if you have any questions about the event or would like to learn more about it, please give us a call at 804-320-8511, and we'd be happy to walk you through that. Perfect. So, yeah. 
looking forward to it. Ian, uh, you'll be up there with Sarah. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Be, so be good. Hopefully, um, hopefully by that time, all the won't, won't be too much snow on the ground up in Boston. But I guess we'll have to see. So, yeah, have um, to see. Yeah. So I guess uh, with that, I think that wraps up most of what we were looking looking to touch on here this afternoon or this this morning rather. Um, so we thank you all very much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to having you back next week.